Uh, it's, it's wonderful to be here. This is my first time in Stockport. And uh, I just like the family feel. Coming in, having scone, and uh, coffee is just, uh, just so good. I've not seen Daniel for a long time, Josh. Oh, no, I've, I have, but we've not talked. So it was good for me to just uh, be here. I think I have to come here often. And then the scenery, just seeing trees, the work of God's hands. And I come here regularly, but I don't think I've been to the woods. I think I need to come. Is this what you... That's what I'm thinking. Is this what you guys enjoy in summer? You just, you go around and... Ah, you didn't tell me, Gemma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's so nice. Uh, and I just believe uh, God has given me a word. I'm going to be talking about life in the spirit. Uh, it's part of uh, the foundational cause that we've been going through. And... Um, uh, we'll be looking more into this. So what I want to do today is just to try and bring the spirit out of the, the, the topic, life in the spirit, that we'll be looking at uh, together as we, we go on, just to bring some few things. In fact, I've, got just, I've only got four thoughts uh, that probably we can, we can look at, like a question, like something just for us to interact with. And I think towards the end... Uh, there may be a bit of interaction. I am, I am not even too sure whether if you, if you need to say anything, because we're a family, if, you need to, if there's something in your heart, you want to say something, I think that's, that's okay. Just raise up your hand uh, and say, make it brief so that we don't, uh, we don't finish. Uh, well, if we finish by two, that will be okay. <laughs> We've got some scones at the back. Yeah, so I want to start with a Bible passage. Um, yeah, I think let me just make it quite relevant first, just briefly. Um, with everything happening in our, especially in our own world, in Britain now, um, uh, we've got uh, five, is it five or four prime ministers in, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's as if uh, people are confused, some people are saying, why do you want to bring uh, Boris Johnson back? everybody was against him with what he did, and have we just forgotten what he did? And some people are saying, no, we don't need to bring him back. It's, it's as if there, there's confusion everywhere, but I want to bring hope for us. This is not part of my message, but I just want to bring the word of God to us. Genesis chapter 1, and it ties in with um, some of the things we'll be saying today. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I just want to bring something to us. When the earth was formless, when there was confusion, there was darkness, there was chaos, the Spirit of God was still around. The Spirit of God was moving. I want us to know there is hope for our country. Even just because we, we, we carry the life of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is in us. You know, the Bible says we, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. There is hope for us. There is hope for Manchester. There is hope for United Kingdom. I want to encourage us. The Holy Spirit didn't come. Like some people would think, it, the Holy, people would think that the Holy Spirit came um, 
uh, on the day of Pentecost. No, the Holy Spirit has always been there from the beginning. And so where there is formlessness, where there is confusion, where there is darkness, the Holy Spirit is over. We may not feel it. We may not see it. We may not touch it. But the Holy Spirit is at work. I want to say the Holy Spirit is working. That's why I know there is hope for our nation. And with the cost of living, with everything that is happening, there is hope for our nation. Please don't let us give up. I want to encourage us. The Holy Spirit is at work. Amen. Sorry, I just said I, I would chip that in. I think that's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah, let me start with First uh, Thessalonians uh, <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 23. When we talk about life in the Spirit, as, an, as a form of introduction, the Bible says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is so comforting, isn't it? <laughs> May God himself, not angels. <laughs> God is saying, no, no, I'm not talking about angels who look after you. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm saying, me, myself, God himself, and he's the God of peace. <laughs> Is that not comforting? <laughs> when I read Bible passages like this, I'm so happy. It's the God of peace. What is doing for us, you know, it's, it's about peace. It's the, it's the prince of peace. So God himself, in his capacity, in his love, in his grace, he said, I am the one that will sanctify you, keep you, cleanse you. Through and through. Can you imagine? The Bible says through and through is as if God has the capacity to actually make us whole. Through and through. You know when you're washing uh, a dish or something, you... No, this one is complete. A thorough job. Through and through. In, out. You know, you look at everywhere there is dead, you just remove it. So, it's the work that God himself will do. It says, may your hold. And this is where I'm coming to. So, Mankind is made up of the spirit, soul, and body. Because we need to look at that. It's made up of the spirit, soul, and body. But we are not divided into three. <laughs> you can't just isolate spirit and say, this is my soul. This is my body. It's like a whole. Can you see how the Bible says, may your whole. So it's like we are all combined together. We don't work in isolation. Your spirit is working with your body and with your soul, with your mind, with your intellect. Everything is working together. <laughs> so we don't isolate them. So God is saying, may your whole spirit, and that's when it comes to life in the spirit, that's what I'm talking about. When our life is working in communication with the spirit of God, it affects our mind. It affects our soul. It affects our body. And God himself, does actually wants to make us whole, blameless. I just feel like praying because when the Bible says make us whole and blameless, some of us will have sickness in our body. God wants to cleanse that. God wants to make us whole. Should I just pray for anyone who is sick? God, I just pray right now, even from the scripture we have read, that the God of peace, I just say anything troubling our mind, our soul, our spirit, uh, be still right now. 
Uh, if there's any sickness in any of our, uh, in our body, God, I just uh, said, be healed in Jesus' name. You said, by, by your stripes we were made whole. And you also want to make, make us blameless. I was reading the other day that our body, we produce two million red blood cells every second. Two million red blood cells. So it means that you can bring a newness, even in one second. Uh, you, can, you can heal the sick uh, in one second. And if there's any blood disorder, if there's any problem in tissues, in any of our tissue cells or body, God, I proclaim your healing. Let there be a renewal. Let there be a recovery right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry, because it's a family thing. I'm just trying to chip some of these things in. Uh, I'm sure you, like, you still like me. <laughs> <laughs> so we have looked at the spirit, soul, and body. Uh, before I go there, I just want to say, uh, when it comes to our spirit, like somebody said, uh, we're looking at that. All human beings have a spirit from God. I'm trying to get the person who said he's a theologian, but not all human beings have the spirit of God. And what does that mean? When God made us, he breathed into us. Man was like lifeless. Woman was lifeless. You know, it's like we are from, from death. And what distinguishes us? Because when you look at trees, when you look at our body, it's like the material. Let me just say the material body. It's like we are not different from trees. We are not different from death. The body, which is the material. Okay? We are not different from all those things. Molecular cells, you know, uh, because the trees have the characteristics of living things. When you see anything having the characteristics of living things, it's like the body. But God went further. And that distinguishes us from animals. Because animals have organs, they have tissues. But we are so unique that God breathed into us. His spirit is live into us. And that, that makes us quite different. And he says we were made in his image. So when, when he talks about the way we reason, our soul, our mind, it's all about, you know, things from God. So human beings became a living being, a living soul. Are we getting it? Okay. But when you look at spirits, it's like, yeah, like uh, that uh, uh, phrase or sentence I just raised the other time. There are spirits. We have the evil spirit. You have demonic spirit. In fact, the Bible calls some unclean spirits. So there are spirits, but for us, there's a spirit that comes from God, that God, that God himself breathe from us. So when we talk about being born again, God, there's a regeneration of our spirit from the Holy Spirit that comes inside us. But we all have spirits. We are made of spirit, soul, and body. Is that okay? I hope I'm not confusing us. <laughs> I know that's a very difficult topic, uh, especially with a lot of people, but I just want to make it quite simple, that we are made of, of Spirit, soul, and body. Our soul represents our will. It represents our mind. It represents our emotion. I know, and there are different things out there. 
You know, because some people will say, oh, what's the difference between the heart? What's the difference between uh, your intellect? Let's, let, let me just make it simple uh, for this discussion, uh, if that is okay. But when we became Christian, see, the, see, the Bible says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So it means that our own spirit, the Holy Spirit communicates with us, interacts with us. That's the spirit of God. That's the Holy Spirit that is inside us. May I also say this quickly, because I don't want to dwell too much into that. When you talk about the Trinity, like some people think that the Trinity is about God is 33 and a half percent, Jesus is 33 and a half percent, the Holy Spirit is 33 and a half percent. No, that's not how it works. God is fully one represent God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is one represent God. Jesus is one represent God. And that, that makes me so happy. So when the Holy Spirit is walking, it's one represent God. Okay? So we'll be looking more into that as, as we go on in our course. But all I'm just saying is that when there's a connection, communication from the Spirit of God on our spirits, so that's why the Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit. The only way God communicates with us, ministers to us, so that we can function properly is by his spirit through our own spirit. Is that okay? And God works on earth now by the presence of the Holy Spirit who is inside our lives. NIV uh, says that the spirit himself testifies with our spirit. It's like there's a testimony. God is always doing something. There's a touch. There's a communication. There's a link from the Holy Spirit to our spirit. That's when we become born again. Okay, don't worry. We'll be going, we, we, we're going somewhere. Uh, Job 32.8 says, But it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. So even when God's spirit touches our own spirit, it influences our souls that makes us to walk out there, even wherever our body takes us. Like somebody says, someone said, our body is like a tent, and the Holy, uh, our spirit is like uh, the tenant. Okay? And when the Holy Spirit comes on that, it influences every other thing that happens around us. So let's say that this way. It is the spirit in a person. There is a spirit in a person. But the breath of the almighty God that gives them understanding. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. We'll be looking at the practical way we can work that out later. Okay. Oh, I've said this. All human beings have a spirit from God, but not all human beings have the spirit of God. Now, from the first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, we read. It talks about the spirit, the soul, and our body. One of the things I discovered to make it practical, we invest a lot on our body. The clothes we wear, you know, our makeup, Gen Z, you know, foundations, lipsticks. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Because <laughs> when I was growing up, I, I don't used to see all those foundations. But it's something that is common. It's okay. I'm not condemning it. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to our body, the death, we invest so much on it. We take time to look after it. 
and even our mind, let me say our soul, because of education, we see how much, how much of, of uh, intellectuals we have in our world. Our reasoning, you know, our thoughts. Look at all the subjects we read in schools. We also invest a lot on our soul, on our mind, on our thoughts, on our, on our emotions. But I'm talking about our spirit. So that's the first question I want to leave us with. How much investment do we have on our spirit? We should look at it. What's the proportion? See how much you invest on your body. See how how much you invest even on your mind, your soul, your intellect, your education and all those things. What we, We learn so many things. But when it comes to your spirit that the Holy Spirit communicates with, how much more investment have you put in that? So when it comes to John the Baptist, the Bible says, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. There's a scripture that talks about, <laughs> I think, Josh, I must have missed that. Let me look at it so that I can look. It talks about John the Baptist, that he grew in the spirit. I think it's Luke. I must have missed that scripture. Luke chapter... Uh, uh, I will look for it. I know it's in Luke chapter 1. You can help me look for it. Uh, Luke chapter 1 that talks about John the Baptist. 180. Yeah, I think that's where I made 180. Yeah. Thank you. So it's 180. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. So that's what I want to say. How much strength do we have in our spirit? I just feel that we need to invest more in our spirit. Being intentional. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Because that's the place of connection with God. Anyone that worships him must worship him in spirit. Because God is in spirit. So that's the first question. Look at your spirit. Please, this is not... Not condemning anybody, I'm just saying, let's let's review it. See how much you spend on your body. That is the death, it will go back to dust. See how much we invest on our soul. But when it comes to the spirit of God, and that is where our we should take our bearing from. Because that's the place that connects with God. If we say our spirit has been born again, you know, we give our hearts to God. Heart can also be likened to the Holy Spirit, uh, to our spirit. Say so we give our heart to God. That's where God wants to communicate with us. Yeah. I think I'm. I, I think I'm preaching a good message. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So that's my second thought. The first thought was talking about our spirit, soul, and body. Okay, and I've tried to differentiate those three things. And I try to make us understand that God, even when we are born again, it's our spirit that became born again. And God communicates with our spirit. Then the second thought that I left us with is how much investment do we have on our spirit? 
see the investment we have on our body, our intellect, and all those things. It's really lacking behind. Okay, so that's something we can talk about, we can work on. And the spirit, can you imagine? Bible says, and God Himself. God is ready. God is ready. He's the God of peace. So when he's saying, I even want to work on your spirit, it's not like he's making it grievous. No, no, no. He says, at the end of the day, you will see you have this peace that flows like a river. In fact, one scripture is jumping up to me now. Sorry. You know, when you... Second... um, No, First Peter. I, I, I like the way the NIV puts it. It's better in NIV. First <coughs> uh, Peter chapter one, verse two. It says, "Who have who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ, sprinkled with His blood." Even the Holy Spirit is doing a sanctifying work, a cleansing work. The Holy Spirit actually wants to work with our spirit. So it's, it's just for us. Can you imagine we wake up every day and say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What do you want to do in my life today? And we'll just say something miraculous that the Holy Spirit can do. Don't let us say, oh, Holy Spirit, I need you once a week. No, every, every second. Listen, what are you doing in our world? Let's communicate with him. Let's say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? What is that peaceful thing? What is that, what is that miraculous thing you want to do in my world today? Lead me, direct me, uh, inspire me. So the third thought is in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 22 to 24. It says, you were thought with regards to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. And to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. Okay. Uh, Let me read it in King James Version. I just like the way King James Version puts it. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man or the old self or the former way of life, which is corrupt according to this deceitful lots and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I like that. Renew. We need a renewer. You know, one of the things I discovered, I remember when we went to Congo, uh, and uh, we landed in uh, um, what's the capital of Congo now? We landed in the capital, but we Kinshasa. So we flew from Kinshasa to Lubumbashi, and then from Lubumbashi to Kabinda. So I was in the front with the pilot. We have this MAF uh, pilot mission aviation flight or something. And what I discovered is that. Every time we stop, so we made one, two, three, four. In five days, we made about five or six flights. One thing I noticed was that every time we made a stop before we fly, the pilot would check. There's a minimum check 
<laughs> Let me reveal our secret. The, 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 the aircraft is so small that there is no toilet in the aircraft. So we have to land on a street and in a small place and then go for a wee for five minutes, then go back into the plane and then take off again. <laughs> but even just for five minutes, I was thinking, we just landed, five minutes break, and you are doing a minimum check. I discovered that we need to be doing a minimum check. Please, all of us, how many times do you go to the supermarket? It's like once a week or once every two weeks, you need your store to be filled again. You need to service your car. And the Bible is talking about a renewal. A renewal of the spirit is not something we do, autom- it's not something that happens automatically. Like you can't just say, oh, I'm driving. You drive 10,000 miles every year, and then you just think the car will service itself. No. You have to, you have to take it today. You have to take it for a renewal. So what the second thought I'm trying to bring is that we need to be intentional about being renewed in the spirit. It's something that happens every time. See, probably once, uh, once every two years, we have to decorate our house. We have to paint it. See how much we spend on our house to make it look clean, to make it look good. The same thing even for us in our spirit. So I'm trying to say that we cannot think renewal in the spirit happens automatically. You have to be intentional about it. Can you say the Bible says put off the former way of life? We have to unlearn the former way of life that is corrupt. Uh, that you know, even that Ephesians chapter four gave a list of the things we need to unlearn. We need to put off. It's like when you buy a house, you know, and you meet some some certain. You meet, uh, you see um, a picture at the side, and it doesn't fit to your taste. What do you do? Because you've bought the house, you remove the picture because it's not to your taste. You see pictures of, uh, of cars. You are not into cars. You are into guitar. You are into music. So you, you put it off and put the picture of what you want. That's what we do every time. So the Bible is saying, put off. Can you imagine that the calendar of 2001 is in your house? <laughs> what do you do? You put it off. And you put on. So that efficiency is saying, for our mind to be renewed, we have to put off or learn some certain things. That efficiency actually for gave a list of some of the things we need to put off. Uh, you know, it talks about uh, unforgiveness. It talks about uh, um, fornication. It talks about some of those things. Let's put them off. It talks about what are the things we need to put on. It talks about the newness. God in true righteousness and holiness. Do you think that, do you know that this is not just automatic? Bible talks about the work of the Holy Spirit, sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Every time. It's something we need to do. Unlearn certain things. Learn. Put on certain things. And that's our spiritual life, brothers and sisters. 
It doesn't happen automatically. I'm sorry. We need to. The Bible says, um, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. We need to hunger for it. We need to thirst for it. And the Bible says we will be filled. The Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I just like the scripture. It says, receive. The Holy says, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God wants to do something. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Be filled. He wants to do that. But we have to be intentional about it. So that efficiency for, I just like it. So when it says to be made new in the attitude of your mind, when we do this every time, it fills us into our mind, into our reasoning, into our thoughts, into our intellect. That's been made new. So what's the third thing I'm saying today? What are those things we need to put off? We need to be intentional about it. What are those things we need to put on? So when the Bible talks about uh, John the Baptist, that he grew strong in the spirit, that's what I'm, that's what I, he invested more time. He was looking on to God. Because the Bible says there is an inspiration in, in human beings. And there is a spirit in, uh, in us, in a person. And the inspiration of the Lord God Almighty gives them understanding. So our understanding comes from the inspiration from the almighty God. Jesus says he will teach you all things. Okay. And then I'm going to us. Do I have like five more minutes? Okay. We're doing all right. So that's the last point I want to probably do. Yes. The last point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me go back to the four thoughts I was talking about. The first one, I define spirit, soul, and body. Okay. The second thought is about how God wants to work with when we were regenerated. God wants to communicate with us in our spirit. And we talked about the investment we put in all these three areas, which is our whole body. Okay. And we, so I gave us an assignment, question that we need to go and think about. How much do you invest in your body? That will go back to death. Go back to the ground. It's just material. And then our soul, our reasoning. In terms of education and all those things. And then your spirit. How much investment are we putting in that? And then I talked about the last one. What we need to put off. What we need to unlearn. And what we need to put on. What we need to learn. And that's not automatic. We have to be conscious about it. We have to, to do it deliberately. And we have to ask the, the help of the Holy Spirit actually. He's a comforter. He's, the Bible says he's our helper. You know, that's what I like about it. It's just, it's just true and true. So when he even comes to the Holy Spirit helping us to put off and to put on, he says, I will help you. I'm your helper. I'll comfort you. I will lead you. I will direct you in the way you should go. And then the last thing I want to bring up is Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly it sounded like the blowing of a violent wind 
came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Wow. I like this description. It's like a tornado, the, the description for the Holy Spirit. It's like this force. It's like this pressure. It's like this wild wind that you think it will uproot trees and house. But it came on us as a gentle door. I like the combination of those things. Please don't let us underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so powerful, but it also comes to us in a gentle way. So when it comes to driving out sickness, it comes in a powerful way. It drives out sickness. It drives out unclean spirit. But when it comes to us, it helps us. I like the two descriptions of the Holy Spirit. Wow. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. This wild wind, this force also was rested on them. I like that. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying. Let's continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what we need in our generation. And we have to be conscious about it. You saw, why did why they all filled? They obeyed God. They were all in one place. They were praying. I think, yeah, the Bible says they were praying at a time. Yeah, they were all together in one place where they were all sitting they all saw what seemed to, yes, and rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Please take note of this. They began to speak in other tongues. So, sorry, I don't want to go because we'll be looking at that more. I don't want to go into... You know, tongues, of course, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit enables us to speak in unknown tongues and what, the, what that does for us. But I want to go actually beyond that. But please take note. As the Spirit enabled them, it's not what we do by our effort. As the Bible says, it's not by power, not by might, but it's by His Spirit. It's by what He does in us. So now... They were staying in Jerusalem, all those people, you know, God fearing Jews from every nation. Please look, every nation. And this nation, when you look at the root of it, it could be tribes. And when I say every nation, it could be medical doctors. They're like a nation, they speak the same language. <laughs> it could be politicians, they're a nation, footballers. Nation, lecturers, nation. Well, when I started my deeming, <laughs> as professor was saying, no, this is not a quantitative <laughs> research you are doing. It's a qualitative. It's not descriptive. Critical analysis, discourse analysis, you know, empirical formula. Even for those people into academics, it's like a nation. I went for a conference, and that conference, that's when I discovered that there are associations, there are nations. You know why? You can only be like Rachel, I'm looking at. There are some conferences you doctors have, ONG. It's only ONG doctors that can be there, or medical people who are there. If you are not into that field, you can't be admitted. <laughs> In fact, you won't even be invited. So, I'm talking about, so when I'm talking about nations, different people. It could be the elderly it could be Jesus. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So nations, it's not like, of course, we can talk about 
Britain, Nigeria, America, but I'm trying to bring it down to our level. Pregnant women, during the antenatal something, you see, it's like a nation. <laughs> it's true. Fathers, nation. So we have different nations all over around us. So like the Bible talks about nations under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one had their own language being spoken. That's where I want to stop today. The Holy Spirit enables us to speak the language of people around us. It could be the language of Gen Z. Gen, Gen Z, is that what you call it? <laughs> the technological age people. The language of teachers. It makes us relevant to speak their language. I remember I was asked to go and speak at uh, Manchester Grammar School. And there were two, about 200 students during their uh, Christian fellowship. When my son was at uh, Manchester Grammar School. So when I got there, I need to speak the language of students. So I started from the Bible. I said, well, I want to tell you the story of Joseph. The Bible says when Joseph was 17 years old. You know, I said, so a lot of you, you are in your teen age. Because Joseph was a teen. It was in his teenager. So I made it relevant to them. I was speaking their language. So the Bible says his father sent him to go and meet his other brothers in the field. But when he got there, the brothers had moved to other places. So the Bible says that Joseph was wandering in the field. So I said, some of you are here. You are wandering in life. It may be that you don't have any purpose. You don't have any direction. And we were told in physics that we have solid, liquid, and gas. The gas state is like you have the molecules who are quite loose and weak. And gaseous state is like they move in random motion. I said, so probably your life is like a random motion. God enabled me to speak the language of students. Oh, a lot of them came to me and said, wow, I've never heard. I said, do you want to have a purpose in life? Because I'm a Christian, I can say to you, and since I became a Christian at a teenage year, and I want to tell you that there's one person, it's not about religion. Jesus made a difference in my life. And that's what I want to introduce to you. A lot of you came here to hear me talk about Jesus. So I hope I'm not offending you. But if you want your life to have a meaning, language. Honestly, that is life in the spirit. It's not just for us to receive the Holy Spirit and then we are not relevant to our generation. We are not relevant to our nation. We are not relevant. Uh, I was telling to Paul Winston, one of the co-leaders of the uh, Panya Network. In Surrey, he said one of the things that the Holy Spirit enabled them to do was they organized full English breakfast for the police force around the area. He said there were about 100 of them that came to the church building. So they told them about what they do uh, in the environment, the kind of work they do, 
mission work and all those things and what the church is all about. The church is about the society. Is there anything you want us to do to help you? We're going to pray for you, but tell us how we can help you to make your work easier. It's like they are offering themselves as a church and say, we promise to do that with you. And they prayed with them. You know, Paul was telling me that later, when people start making complaints about the church, it was the police force that were defending the church. <laughs> like, no, 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 don't talk about them like that. This is what they do. This is what they, probably you don't know. This is what they do in our society. This is what they do. The police really enable them to be able to reach out to the language of the police force. So what am I saying? It's not just enough for us to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Life in the Spirit is being enabled to be relevant to our society. When it comes to kids, we are relevant to them. When it comes to people who are pregnant, we are relevant to them. When it comes to fathers, we are relevant to them. When it comes to footballers, we are relevant to them. And every day, we are living life in the Spirit. So those are the four thoughts I felt I should bring to us. Is that okay? So I want us to think about what is the Holy Spirit enabling me? What is the language is enabling me to speak in my nation? You know, it talks about they were utterly amazed. And aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in our native language? We should be, that's the life of exploits. That's the life. The ultimate goal of life in the spirit is that people will be, why is it that they are, we hear them? They are relevant to us. They are not just talking about sanctification. They are not just talking about uh, receive Jesus. They are not just talking about the gospel. Mm. They brought the gospel in our own native language. And that's what I see the Holy Spirit doing amongst us. It, it talks about, you see, when I was talking about medical doctors, so instead of talking about that, medical doctors and all those things, those people. Do you, that's, I like this. It says, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own languages, in our own tongues. So that's the good news. That's the good news. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We know we need to live life in the spirit. And we'll be looking more into, in, in, into this in our course in the next uh, few weeks. Please help us. You, you talked about being whole, our spirit, soul, and body. And it's you that you are going to do the work, not ourselves. And we are saying we are willing for you to go ahead and work in us. And we talked about the investment. It's not even something we want to do by our power. Uh, we just pray, Lord God, like John the Baptist, that we will be strong in spirit. The Holy Spirit will help us the things we need to do to make that happen. And then you also challenged us about what we need to put off, what we need to unlearn, and what we need to put on through righteousness. And we know some people, where they get their inspiration from is like uh, uh, astrology, they're into astrology and all those things. We want to get it right from you, uh, true righteousness and holiness. And then we are just so happy that the Holy Spirit wants to use us to be relevant 
to be able to speak the language of the people around us in their native language. And it's what the Holy Spirit will do. And we're asking you that God will be intentional about coming to you, connecting with you every day because that's what you want to do. Thank you for what you are doing here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.